Okay, so on three, as soon as I say three, we clap, right? Okay, let's hope for the best. Yeah. So one, two, three. I, that one, no, I was definitely way off. Eh, I don't know. I'm just, because we don't have microphones, I'm trying to be like, well, this will probably get us better sound quality. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have a song ever. Ugh, we're the worst. <laughs> I thought we were past this, Gabby. <laughs> I almost just, I almost just spat that. water out of my nose. <laughs> this is my struggle. This is my struggle. One day we'll be professionals. And then one day. Alright. Yeah. So I'm Gabby. And I'm Liska. And this is Christ in Norwegian. Oh. I just said it all myself. <laughs> what do we say about being professional? No, it's okay. You keep me on my toes. Podcast about scam and all its parallel universes. Yay! And today we are doing part two, because we like to talk, of the <laughs> final episode of Scam. In our last episode, we went through all the point of view clips. Now we just have the party. I think that there's a lot to talk about at the party, so that's mm-hmm. why I felt comfortable doing this. And also different, many storylines that were set up either earlier in the season or just earlier in the episode that all sort of yeah. come together. That are wrapping up or perhaps starting off something that we're not going to see but can imagine. Yeah, so it's the end of Ramadan and we're all at Sana's house. And so thematically, it's great to see because it's that struggle that Sana has had her whole season where she has kept these two parts of her life so separate. You know what we forgot to mention, and I cannot believe we did in the last episode? I mean, kind of obliquely did. I can't remember whose point of view it is. I think Nura, when she's writing the speech. Isak texts her. Yes, we forgot. Yes, okay. Let's say that. Yeah, Yeah, so basically Isak texts her. He's just had the homophobic experience in the street. That was the last... previous clip and in this clip he texts Nora and says hey in the speech you're writing make sure you mention how strong Sana is because she deals with a lot of shit every day. I was really happy to see that and I do like that despite the fact of like living together really the thing that brings a lot of these people together is Sana. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's just like a layer on top of that. So now we visually see this at this party where it's all coming together and it's all coming together at her invitation and she's comfortable with that. And they are all comfortable with that too, especially right. the people she cares about the most. And and it's just like already from the start, it's very colorful and vibrant and mm-hmm. comfortable. And That's celebratory. Which, celebratory, yes. Which I really like that they are celebrating the end of their show. They're celebrating yeah. the journey of their show. but Yeah, celebrating yeah. the journey of their show. But at the same time, celebrating Sana's faith. I think that's a really good note to end on, right? Totally. Yeah. Like tear jerking. That's what this episode is. Yeah. Those, those last 20 minutes. I yeah. I like, oh man. Yeah. Feeling the things. <laughs> So it opens at Sana's place, like you said. We see people getting food. Some we know, some we don't. We catch a glimpse, I think, of her mother. I do want to point out one of the first images that we see is Evan with the balloon squat, which is nice to see. Sort of acknowledge, again, later on in actual conversation between Isaac. But in terms of Evan with balloon squat, we only see them interact more in the background or in the group shots or whatever. We, ne- we never get a glimpse at an actual conversation with them unless you watch the Hate hey, Crispy episodes. Right. Where right. he is in the last and the last clip, which is, I think, it's a pretty long clip, but he's there, and it's kind of cool to see them together. Yusuf is in there because, what did I write? Because I'm being deprived. So even then, you don't get the whole thing, and I think that's fine, because as we've said over and over, on the one hand, this is Sana's season, you're just taking away from her. Great, except you already did that. 
you set it up right in the first half of the season right so there is a part of me that's gonna be like frustrated by yeah that's a good the word. lack of resolution to that storyline that you have set up in the first five episodes yeah like, like it's non-committal like yeah if you're already saying hey Every episode is going to have the C storyline is going to be this sort of like Evan, Balloon Squad, Isak thing. Then follow through. Give us the satisfaction of resolving it. We talked about it in the previous episode because they're at the party too for Eva's 18th birthday. It just felt the like champagne. I had to say it one more time because it's just a small pet peeve of mine. And I remember at that time, the sort of, I don't even know what he is. Is he a critic? I mentioned all the time, Miles McNaught, who he's one of the only people who are into cultural criticism, who I know watches the show and acknowledges it. I remember him tweeting, it's kind of weird that the resolution to the storyline is something that most people aren't going to watch. Right, yeah. Because like, it, yeah, because it under undervalues something you've set up as being important. Like even now, I didn't take the time to watch the clip, even though uh -huh. I know it exists. Because uh -huh. I honestly, because I was like, oh, I have to eat, I have to water the plants, uh, I have to uh, see if there's a new drug clip, uh -huh. um, I have to go to the Spanya tag to see everyone be angry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I don't think I'll have time. And it's not that long. I could have probably found the time, but I was just like, eh, whatever. It's like an extra, extra effort. But also just like, it, you shouldn't have to. Like, it's regulating it to, re sorry, yeah. not regulate, relegating and it. Who, and it's for the people who know. Most people aren't going to know. Another one of our fun callbacks is <laughs> we really come full circle because we see Sana introducing the girls to the guy that she sold the toilet paper to <laughs> yeah. back in season one. And at the time, there was some sort of, I think Vilda and someone else were saying like, oh, you know, she has like these connections, like almost Ten. implying like a mafia yeah. <laughs> situation. And the guy's like the most boring guy. And <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, I just sold some people at the mosque. It was no big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It's just this thing that was like such a huge deal. And yeah. now it's just like, oh, that funny story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Remember that time we bought like $10,000 worth of toilet paper or whatever it was. So Eskil and Lin come in. There's some awkwardness, I think, where they're realizing they're the only ones who dressed up in a culturally specific way. But yeah. it's all kind of from He's the heart. So, so interesting because Eskil does always have energy around him. But it's usually not this nervous energy around him. Yeah. He's for the first time, I think, out of his depth or something in a yes, social yes, situation. Exactly. Where he's not sure if he's done the right thing. And so he's and, feeling and, and it and out. He, and I think he really does want to give a good impression, uh -huh. right? I think it's that sort of you're coming into a, f a family or a group, right? And and that insecurity of like, thank you for including me. Don't uh -huh. kick me out. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Then he's kind of trying to justify their outfits. He's like, do you like it? We went shopping. All you guys are uncultured. And But there is like a kind of nervousness to it. I think my favorite moment is when he turns to Lynn and he's like, do you want to jump in at any time? <laughs> and she's like, I know, no. Right? And she's like, no. No, uh, it's, it's all you. Oh, and also I think in this se section we see a glimpse of Jonas and Emma being pretty cute. He's uh, feeding yeah, her food I think or something. You, you kind of see a little bit of both. At first, sort of at a distance, Jonas and Emma and then uh, Pete, Chris, and, and Eva. Yes. Set up in the background uh -huh, a little bit. Uh -huh. Okay, here's sort of everyone in attendance. Here's where their dynamics are at. Um, um, then we have another kind of very like a scene that you're some part of you is like why like narratively this would be cut because it's not advancing anything but it's so lovely to be a part of which is the second like Evan when they're just being yeah. very cute and talking about food and he's like asking like let's go abroad let's go to Morocco well my, my favorite I'm I'm because it still makes me laugh it's like 
him being like, yeah, I used to read this every day after school because, you know, me and my group of Muslim friends. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just to me the image of like this little white boy, like coming over to Sana's house. Or very tall white boy. Very tall white boy coming over to Sana's house every day because the balloon squad is there every day. So just like trying to picture him there (laughs) uh, makes me giggle a little bit. But then he's like, oh, it's too many herbs and spices. I can't make it. But then... and he's like, well, one night, like a special night for yeah. me. And he's never going to, as we've, as we've learned, he's never going to say no to Isaac. Yeah. So he's like, Basically, okay, well. it's just charming AF. Like, it's, yeah. it's like yeah, seeing it's just, your best friend, like your best friends with both people in a couple, and you're just like so happy they're happy. Like, that's, yeah, exactly. that's the enjoyment. Like, lovely, yes, plan as many trips as you want, <laughs> yeah. feed each other, like, just, you're just adorable. I just want uh, best things for you, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. There's there's no purpose to it except to be cute. Yeah. And to acknowledge that Evan was, was part, part of the Balloon, Balloon Squad. Squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a, in like acknowledge but not but not really deal with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we get the I think our the William Nora Eskild Lynn stuff, which is amazingly fantastically awkward and just. It's right, but it- it's my favorite type of alcohol. Oh, like, amazing. I, I live for this type Yeah. So first is this Nora and William. They're very, like, smoochy. She's joking that she wants to go to the car. And yeah. he's kind of appalled by it. Or or just, like, he's kind of turned on, but also yeah, very, like, like, you want to do what? He's like, he's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, right you, if you're serious, I like, mean, yeah. But also, like, it's my car. Like, are you, we, but, uh, like we've never done that. Are you sure about this? <laughs> yeah. It's like. I'm not pushing you, right? But also, but yeah, yeah. and also you're surprising me, like a new side. Yeah, yeah. Like I did, like sort of like delight in his face. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why he looks so different than any other moment he's been in. It just really feels like it's. It almost doesn't feel like it's William to me. It feels like it's... He freaking smiles like a normal human being and is awkward. That's a thing that William was never. He's always the guy who's Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, Yeah. Feels more like Thomas Hayes than William yes uh, totally in every other public interaction I think that we've seen of William even when he's with Nora he's completely in control of, like, and, yeah. and of himself and sort of like looking down on everyone and in this moment he's like one of the gang and he's both super uncomfortable about it yeah well I think it's like he wants to be one part of the gang so the first part is like to tell yourself like he's a little bit like I'm here I'm <laughs> yeah. part of I'm here. Like, and then when confronted with the game, he's like, "Why am I here? What is What's happening? Happen- yeah, this is what not is this is not my world. Like- Who are these people? Yeah, because what happens is, well, Lynn says like, "I have something to tell you. If you want to move out, we love you. We support you. That's okay with us." And Nora's like, "What are you talking about? No, we're not. I'm not moving out." And Eskil turns that into, "Oh, so you're choosing us over choosing William?" Us William. <laughs> <laughs> and that that devolves into, "Why doesn't William move in with us?" And then in, into like boyfriend sharing. And the more it goes, the more William is just like, "What is and happening?" Then it, and, then it's a group hug. and then it's a group hug of all the people. Right, right. Collective. Like, at, by the end, William is like, "I'm being touched." Yeah. By <laughs> is this how normal humans are? Yeah, I don't understand. What's happening? Because you know, you know, he and Pete Chris don't hug. Yeah, like, no, not even like bros. And like, clearly, no. no one in his family has hugged him in like twenty oh, years. No. So. <laughs> He was held, the last time he was hugged was when his nanny, like, you know, changed yeah, his diaper like, his or something. Is- it's a great, I, I really love it. I love how weird he looks. Uh, almost, yeah, I, almost like physically weird. I really weird. appreciate the, the weirdness of it. It's also that little thing of like, 
not knowing how to handle the situation, but making the effort for Nora with, with the back. Totally. And that's, um, you're right. I didn't even think about that. That's so very like, nice. Yeah. We're hugging. I guess we're hugging. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is what she wants. <laughs> this is what I'll do. Relationships. It's not that you, you don't want to change anyone in like, uh, you know, as we were just joking with uh, good trouble off air, so to speak. It's not good to fall in love with someone because you can change them. But yeah the best relationships do make you grow and make you the best version of yourself. And I, I, I do find it very satisfying that that's yeah, happening that's what here. We're seeing here with, with William and Nora. And if anything, yeah, maybe, maybe there, maybe there is a version where I'm more into them because I see a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, yeah. Cause I think there is a little bit more showing here than telling. Yeah. Like um, I think even retrospectively. In, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Than in their actual season. Just like Pete Chris, where I'm totally like now looking at all his stuff from the earlier seasons with new eyes because I'm like, okay. she does have a softer side. So now we have a Sana Isak scene. They're being very cute. They're fighting about their grades. Biology. Their scores. Yeah. Scores. Yeah. But this is, as you were saying, this is one of those times where someone brings up like how pretty she looks. So he's oh, yeah. like, I'm getting shy. You're, you're so beautiful today. I you look so beautiful know. today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I also like how she like takes the compliment. It's just sweet. It's refreshing my, to see. That's my, my instinct favorite, always. My favorite thing about women and girls taking compliments is we'll accept it and then we'll provide you with some context uh-huh. or information. Oh, I got it on sale, like yeah, that kind exactly. of thing. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you always have to like bring it down. Yeah, and I find myself <laughs> aware and unable to stop. Uh, oh, completely. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. It's such an in-your-own-head kind of moment where you're shouting like, stop, what are you doing? Why did you just say that? What is wrong with you? <laughs> just say thank you. <laughs> just say thank you and smile and move on. But yeah, it's just another sweet moment. And I, I guess that's what I... To me, the relationship, a lot of the relationships at this point, there's no plot to move forward. Yeah. It's just sort it's of true. like giving, giving a moment to sort of delight in, yes. in the connection. Like give a kind of closure, acknowledge a thing from the past that we know about them. Feed, Biology buddies. Yeah. <laughs> feed this sense of these are people who are going to continue on in the world as friends, as, as in in relationships, things like exactly. that. Exactly. My favorite type of finales are those types. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, this is a special moment because it's the finale, but in the lives of our characters, it's just one more day. It's just another day, uh, yeah. But you know that it's going to – those are the ones that I yeah. connect with the most. Then we get one of the two sort of like narratives that happen in this episode, Chris and Vilda. The other one is P, Chris, Eva, Jonas, and Emma, which we'll get to next. Yeah, but yeah in a second. <laughs> Chris finally talks to Vilda and kind of says, she, she doesn't go into details, but she kind of says, like, I just want you to know if you ever need to talk to someone, I'm here. Yeah, even the difficult stuff. Yes. I, I can be that for you. She's making herself at least available, which I guess in light of Chris as a character, as we were saying in the, in the last episode, um, how she is, she's very observant, but we we haven't seen her too often making the effort of getting into people's troubles and saying can you like t- what's going on and I think she knows that Gilda knows that she's there because there's this unspoken connection but she's saying she's saying hey I'm putting the work of putting yes. it out there that's not an excuse right? right like so I want you to I need you to understand right that I know what our connection is and and that it can be whatever you want it to be yes like and it's a, it's an interesting scene I think I 
Yeah, I have feelings about it, but yeah, go on. Just, it's like one of those scenes where both people know that there that there's so much that's not being said. Vilda's response, she gets very emotional. Both of them get emotional and teary-eyed. And Vilda's response is, what I love about you is that no matter how hard my day is, you make me laugh. And sometimes it's better to pretend everything's okay than to deal with those emotions. And for a second, I was like, I hope that's not the last note of the scene. <laughs> and it's not. Thankfully, it's Chris not. kind of was like, well, that's true. I get that. But also sometimes you do have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, I will continue to provide that for you. That's who I am. There's no problem with that. Right. That's, that's how I live my life. Genuine. Yes, I will do that for you. But I need you to make, I need to make sure that bottling everything up is never going to be the answer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Vilda kind of just reassures her by saying, but I do have someone to talk to. And we glan- and she kind of glances at Magnus. And I kind of love that moment. Even though yeah. it like strangely, it's very complex and bittersweet for Chris because, you know, they're not kids anymore. They're growing up. They're getting into relationships. They are best friends. That will always be a thing. But at some point, you know, significant others become significant others. And those dynamics, not necessarily change, but they shift around. And, and so I think that she, it's not a sense of replacing Chris and that's not what she's saying, but she's also saying like, I'll be okay. And you, you are doing already what, what I need you to be doing. But also I just love the, the moment with Magnus as I have found like a newfound love for, for Magnus <laughs> in general. He's very funny in that scene and kind of clearly has no idea what they're talking about or why they're so serious, but he just sort of does some cute, like. Like he yeah. flips his hair, or he does the like, hey, fing- finger yeah, guns. Hey, I can't girl. remember. Just sort of like I think, acknowledging I think her. I think it's more like the hair thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, He's just acknowledging her. Uh, and there's such a and there's so much chemistry between those actors. They don't even have to be sitting next to each other. I was it's, gonna say part of what I love about that moment is so much of the season has has been like the two of them on top of each other and sort of like that physical connection. Uh-huh. And I love ending it on this more emotional. Totally. Reinforcing that they are just kind of good for a good match and good for each yeah. other and not just horny. <laughs> yes, yes. Because <laughs> that's the thing that made me love them as a couple in the first place is the cat moment at the Christmas party. Yeah. Like that's weird and their own thing. And then now this is like they have their own thing. And it's a nice... Yeah. It's a nice exactly. bookend. Yeah, yeah, I think it's nice. I think it's nice. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about sort of like the Magnus and Build the Equivalents in the remakes for B. It, that's something I think the one where it's the most obvious, and I think it's because we were able to have those clips. To me, it's uh, the VD and the Ugo connection. Yeah, totally. Uh, like you're really able to see them sort of be that person for each other uh-huh. uh, in terms of like, yeah, they like each other, but there's also this uh, deeper emotional yeah. sort of. Yeah. But I will say, one of the things that I find fascinating, in small ways, the, I don't know how to say it, but making Vilda nicer, because I defend Vilda, I defend her as a character, I defend her as being one of the most realistic characters I've seen maybe ever in a teen show, and yet my favorite Vildas are probably Vidi and the one from Scan Netherlands, who are the softest babies of them all. The happiest in a lot of ways, but in a in a way that as much as it is part of the mask that they're putting on, it's also who they are. Yes, there's a natural warmth to those exactly. actors. Exactly. I guess, I guess that's yeah. the, the warmest The warmest ones are the ones that I love the most, but it does kind of feel like you're taking away the rough edges 
of mm-hmm. Vilde a little bit. You meant, you saying that also makes me think how much Vilde actually has grown as a character. She has. And I four... think we don't acknowledge that because yeah. she's still gonna, she still keeps making mistakes. Yes, and um, because she never gets her own season, I guess. But Yes, yes. But yeah, she's quite more mature and better <laughs> as a result of her friendships with, I agree, with the girl I agree. squad. And I, and I think we, you see it here. I mean, even in just her thinking of, hey, we should make this gift for Sana. Totally. Remember, this was the girl who didn't want her. <laughs> on the bus. The, yeah. On the bus, right? Yeah. And who was so self-conscious of being seen with the weird seen with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, it's going to bother me if I don't remember the name of the scam Netherlands once. Oh, yeah. Engel. Engel. Angle. So anyway, it's just a thought. I'm just like really fascinated with choices and the remakes. That- Why they're so fun uh, to talk about. <laughs> I know, right? And so then we enter the love something. Oh, the quad wrangle. I don't know what to call it either. Yeah, quad wrangle. Uh, well, I just really quickly before that, I think Nora walks up to interrupts oh, yeah, yeah. the Chris and, and Vilda scene just to say like who's going to give the speech which is like a little dramatic question of the but scene is yeah. um, who's going to give the speech at the end so it doesn't really get answered in that scene okay then we get to the quadrangle so Pete, Chris and Eva are hanging around talking about food and they're very yeah, like I was like I was like I really want Moroccan food right now like, oh my god I got so hungry by oh, the end of this yeah. episode uh, so, and he talks about like the spices and, and I was just like oh my god I want this right now and it's like 12 30 in New York here so definitely can't find like, any great <laughs> um, but anyway yeah so there's, and there's something about the vibe of them that is very like these two are not well suited for each other in a good way I mean it carries across in a good way yeah I think I think it's still like a fun it's a fun moment you can see they're comfortable but, but also like her lot, her whole vibe say, is different I was from gonna him. say yeah I was saying there's not a lot of I guess you said vibe I said I'm thinking tension mm, uh, yeah but uh yeah, like she's a girl who will enjoy sitting around in sweatpants and eating nachos and watching Fresh Prince, and <laughs> and he will not. He like wants to go to the club. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy sort of like the teasing. Yeah, it's um, very friendly in a, in a. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and so it shows a little bit of how far they've come. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like this was a person that technically screwed up her life. <laughs> right. Though uh, I would say overall, I with the whole show, I have frustration with the treatment of Eva after season one where she feels like an afterthought and I understand that like the whole of first season she's not really herself and only she's sort of like discovering herself in the next three seasons but and is arguably more herself in those seasons than she was in the first one but there's something about the sort of just I don't know the casualness here's here's what I appreciate about it Mm mm-hmm the confidence of I'm here with this hot guy. I know what I want and what I don't want. Yeah, I think and that's I fantastic. And I don't have to be anything but myself. Yeah, that is pretty fantastic. With that and whatever. Yeah. So like, it sucks for him the disinterest, but it's not her problem because she's not even in a relationship with him. I do I love that. I, I you're totally right. I do love that. So maybe the issue isn't so much with it as with like a lack of t- other depth. But, exactly. I think that's where I come from. Yeah. I, I've, I've shared that frustration too. But somehow this relationship, it didn't bother me as much because I felt like she was getting out of it what she wanted. Yeah, that's so true. So I was like, more power to you. Also, yeah, he's cute. Get it, girl. <laughs> like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> how could you How could you be mad about that? So she's like selling him up on these meatball situation. So she's like, go get some. And he just immediately walks away, speaking to that lack of chemistry. Like, I mean, I thought he was just going to go get the meatballs. I don't know, but so, there's something about like the, you know, all the other 
couples are very together. Even when they're across yeah. the room, they're they're yeah. connected. And he's yeah. like, okay, yeah, see ya. Like, he could have been saying bye to William. Like, it, it, it wasn't... Yeah. And it, there's not a promise of more to come. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a criticism. I, I just commenting on like the I think they did a yeah. good job conveying that the difference yeah. between them and and Isaac yeah, and, and then Evan. Throughout, we can tell that she's got some food on her cheek, right? Um, and he's not and saying anything. No, one, it, no one's like acknowledging it. Um, uh-huh. Like Pete Chris didn't say anything. Pete Chris goes to the table to get his meatballs, and he locks <laughs> eyes across um, the, the, across the meatballs. I believe across the meatballs. With Emma. And then I forgot to write what the song was. The show is really playing it up. There's this instant connection between these two. Yeah. And he's, I wasn't usually a huge fan of this, but I will say I liked it much more this time than I probably ever liked it. Mm-hmm. He's all like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, yeah. She doesn't know who Penetrator Chris is. So he gets to say. He gets a fresh Chris. start. Yeah. Yeah. Chris. And then because he's Penetrator Chris, he's like, your new boyfriend. <laughs> um, because you can, you can only go so, so far. So far, yeah, yeah. You, you can completely change your skin. Yeah. And, but she thinks that's funny and charming. And he isn't, um, unlike in seasons past, when he says it, it's not creepy. It seems like yes, flirting. Right? Like, yeah. like legitimate, like, I like this girl. I want her to like me. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And so here's my, here's my line. So that's interesting. I will acknowledge that I cannot stop thinking about the age difference because. How old is she supposed to be? I think she's like 15. Right, and he's like 18, 19. 19, probably. Yeah, it's a little awkward. uh, She's very tall. (laughs) No, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I like the dialogue between them. I liked his transformations. I like the idea of, okay, the note that we want to leave you on with Pete Chris is that he genuinely is looking for a connection. Connection, yes. Okay, cool. I love that. that. Love that, yeah. Uh, and then and then we cut to Eva and Jonas watching the whole love connection. And kind of being like, what just happened? happened. What is happening? I think uh, we've been ditched. Like, we're, we're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not and they're both kind of fine with it, which also says something. I think that speaks to what you were saying before about they're just not being the right vibe. Uh-huh. So then we kind of get the Jonas and Eva moment, right? Yes, Our... where he does tell her about the smudge on her cheek and yeah. it's like hilariously takes like long kind of beat, awkward but in a good way. And day, suddenly it's like, "Oh yeah, you." Like, "Oh yeah, we we have a such a familiarity and Exactly. And... I kind of wish that this was the last shot we had of them. Mm. Uh, sort of like a promise of there could be something else and just kind of like leave it there with the ambiguity yeah I'm not I'm not a super fan of uh seeing them later on I guess are they like making out against the I think they're making out yeah I don't know it that feels like like it makes me think oh uh I don't it feels more like a quick hookup than rediscovering each other exactly yeah I don't know yeah I just I I don't know. I just want to imagine it. Yeah. I need to take it slow this time because they fucked up last time. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a lot of shared history. You know, they've been through a lot lot together. They've grown up together in a way. Yeah. And then we get our one, uh, like we said, we don't have a lot of moments with Sana in the whole episode. So again, that's a little bit of a criticism, I would say. Like, I wish I could have seen her talk to her mom about inviting her friends to the party is she <laughs> confident about this is there a part of her that's nervous does she know intellectually that she's gonna say yes but it's still like uh uncertain know, the first time yeah. right does right. her mom acknowledge this in any way I don't know yeah so I, like I was like there's definitely space to see some of her point of view even if it is leading up to the party uh-huh 
but I do miss her. And so we don't get a lot of moments even here of her. So the one of the moments that we do get that is just her is she does get a text from Yusuf. And this is where I did write, uh, he's not at the party because I'm being deprived. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wrote it in all caps. Why are you doing this to me? And it's so funny because I understand that the reason he's not there is because they needed to have some sort of ticking club to force her to like acknowledge her feelings for him. But it's so dumb. Uh, <laughs> but also I just don't like it <laughs> it's like exactly it's like I'm sorry I have to go to Turkey for the for the summer because of reasons yeah. and, has, and I'm like no no I want you there I want her friends to tease her in person and I want you to be there to see it yeah it would uh, have been I think really nice I mean I really appreciate the text because it, it's yes. like a, it's a touch of it it's it's the it's the crumb that I'm happy for but yeah. uh it would have been really satisfying to see them as a couple yeah in yeah. The, in their world of with their friends and stuff exactly exactly um yeah and like it would have been felt again a uh, full circle of like that the beginning of the season with the balloon squad sort of like going out with the with the girl squad mm-hmm. and then sort of like hey flawlessly because again when you do get that at Eva's birthday it's it's not even there because they're still awkward. Uh, right, it's the first time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like a glance. Remember that they're always looking at each uh-huh. other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say I am kind of really intrigued. Like I understand the frustration of fans that we still don't have a version that is just two Muslim characters who mm-hmm. who date or who are in love. Yeah. Because I am deeply fascinated to see because you do get. There are obviously stories about Muslim relationships, but most of the ones that I've seen, it's like, you're married, right? Right. Like, the teen romance aspect of it, I want to know what that looks like. Totally. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's like, I mean, part of why we watch things and enjoy them is to learn about other experiences of life. And so that's one that just gets so little play. I I don't have a sense, if somebody were to ask me about it, I wouldn't be able to... Even, exactly. even from yeah. a pop cultural sort of just picking up by osmosis, I wouldn't have any sense. Yeah. yeah. And I and there's an end, it's not even like one singular experience. There's actually like many, many to explore. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a shame. I do get it. And I, it feels like when non-Muslim writers are asked to create conflict, what are you going to go for? You're going to go for one is religious, one isn't. And so, yeah, it seems like the easy, like the thing that everyone goes to, because that's the thing you can imagine as a non-Muslim. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to be delighted about the things that I like, but I get the frustration. Yeah. Um, And I I genuinely want to see it. Yeah, and I hope it changes. (laughs) I hope it changes. I really want to see it. Yeah. All right, so then, that's it. There's nothing else to say about Yusana because he's not there because, again, unfair. But he (laughs) does say that he hopes to bring her to to Turkey and to this specific. I think maybe it's a mosque. Oh yeah, because that would be quite meaningful to her. Yeah. And I love the idea. It, there's something that feels very right in their in in the, even in the tiny tiny exchange they have that is that feels very in their character where she sends him this photo of her and her friends because that's, you know, in this moment in her life that's what so matters to her so much and to share it with him and he sends her this like gorgeous like I just picture him like reading books and you know <laughs> and having like <laughs> philosophical conversations with his cousins late into the night or whatever like and and sort of spending the whole day in these ancient buildings in an ancient city there's something very romantic like it definitely added to my sense of romanticness around that character uh-huh, uh-huh. so I like so it you're saying so you're saying the distance works the distance works for you to add to the romance yeah mm-hmm. 
I mean, if it has to be the distance, <laughs> I'm glad it was in character. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And then we get to the speech, The right? montage, yeah. Obviously, it has to be Jonas giving the speech because it was Yona who led us into the the, the show. Yeah. So he's the one who's gonna... I, I will admit, when he first got up there, I was like, why the hell is Jonas giving this speech? And then they start the the montage, and they're like, oh, duh. Because <laughs> you have to go full circle. <laughs> yeah. Because this is filmmaking 101. You begin like you end. I mean, you end like you begin. I do like that he's acknowledging, like, it is odd that I am the one up here. Yes. Uh, I did not write this. It is Nora's. <laughs> you, uh, uh, Sana and I do not have a secret friendship where we meet <laughs> at the park and uh, talk about philosophy. This was uh, written by Nora. Uh, and then I like how Nora is like, and a little bit by Isaac. Yes, <laughs> yeah. She, she, she gives credit where credit's due. So then he reads the speech. It's it's kind of it's similar in theme to the opening speech. Obviously, it's although, like you said, a lot more hopeful. Ultimately, yes, but yes, yeah, especially con- contrasted with that first one. Sort of examining their place as a generation in this moment in time and place, and the connections between them. Like it, it's focusing on how they build their community and can therefore impact the future. Like that's kind of what mm-hmm. I got out of it. I, I feel like I had to listen to it a couple more times because there was a lot packed in there, I will say. No, I, I feel like I should have listened to it one more time because I didn't take that many notes because I just wanted to take it in. Yeah. Uh, and that and that's when I was feeling very emotional. Also, it's uh, hard because you're trying to listen to the words and also enjoy this like the, amazing the montage of them yeah. just having fun and or not necessarily, but like just being with each other. Yeah, exactly. And, and moments just, of their life. Yeah, so there, there's a lot going on. And obviously the line that people quote the most is sort of like, and what the show chooses to end on is yeah. a very hopeful note, which is fear spreads. Fortunately, love does too. too. Yeah. Ooh, I got and, uh, goosebumps when you said that. I love, I do love it. I do love that as a closing. I could be wrong. I should have Googled it. But I think I've mentioned it before that some of the images that we see towards the end of the montage mm-hmm. are the actual, like, uh, community post about... Uh, yes, they are. I noticed that. It's uh, very so it's meta. Like, yeah, so it's it's very meta. There's a little bit of a path of aggressiveness of the criticism of the season. Oh, I didn't pick I, up on that. Do tell. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think most of the comments are positive. Uh-huh. But I think there is a couple of, like... Like, how dare you criticize us for our choices? Maybe... Or, or something mm-hmm. like that. I could be wrong. I don't. It's been so long. Right. But I do remember being like, eh. Uh, but I think ultimately it's meta and and more of a celebration than anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe the best reading of it is that they are acknowledging and saying like, we hear you. We under, you know we're listening. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have no idea uh, if that's true, but I'm just gonna choose to think that. But ultimately, we're all here because we want to love this yeah right yeah. and sort of like let's and kind of through these characters celebrating our shared humanity and the, yeah, and, yeah. and all the things that connect us much much more than separate us yes and I think I think that is very beautiful and I think uh like you said it's it's so interesting to see how a work of art hits you differently at different stages of your life and at different stages of the world yes because I remember getting very, very emotional about this the first time I saw it with you. And and I did this time, but just in a different way. And I think in like an unsettled way. It, it doesn't leave me with that feeling of like, ah, I'm satisfied and joyful going forward. It's more of this like, 
like arrested development or something like like it's reflecting a time that we are far away from and I don't know I don't know if that stuff is true and I don't know if it'll be true and and I want yeah. to believe it but also like it's it's beautiful and it's what I want to put out into the world mm -hmm. and yet I can't escape the sense of hopelessness uh, yeah. that that is still a part yeah. of, of who I am right now yeah um Totally. So it's like, th thank you for reminding me. Thank you for telling me. These are I'm good. To, these are good I'm lessons. Gonna, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yet, yeah, it just, it, it feels a little like, oh, this, this is, this is not now. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's like seeing, I mean, this is like, obviously an extreme example, exaggeration for effect, but like, it's like seeing footage from the, you know, the, your birthday party at the beach that you had on September 9th, 2001, you know what I mean? And then seeing, and then watching that footage three weeks later with everything going on and just being like, is, is this reality real now? And even was it real then? Tangential, but somebody sent me, my mom sent me a meme of um, a, sh a scene from, it's Back to the Future, was it Marty McFly and Doc Brown? Uh -huh. And Doc is just saying to him, like, Marty, whatever you do, don't go to 2020. <laughs> and I'm like, that's such an obvious joke. And yet I laughed way too hard at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, saw, I saw someone picking up on the, the very famous uh, tech talk, the one that I sent you about the dinosaurs, like, oh, uh -huh. me meteor, meteor. Uh -huh. uh, and then someone made another one that was like, um, like, it was like the, it was like the devil and the devil's like up at second in command and whatever it was like, Hey, so did you, uh, did you do the, did you, did you do all the pain and suffering that I asked you for, for the 2020s? Uh, they said that that's too much for a decade, but I think we've got it. And oh my God. Like, that's so the funny. 2020s? <laughs> I thought, the 2020. <laughs> And then at the end, instead of instead of the tears, they just start laughing to each other, like, "Oh well." Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Please send it to me. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure I liked it. So. Uh, yeah, the the meteor one just I it's cried so laughing. Good. Yeah. It's so good. I cried laughing. Um. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but I guess yeah. Anything. I mean, I don't want to end with like sadness. I do actually ultimately want to believe that this is true that fear spreads fortunately love does too yeah. it's just hard to cling to that sometimes yeah um, so yeah I think thank that's... you thank you Sam for choosing to end this way and for showing us these uh yeah these connections yeah um I hope in a few months time uh we watch what the next time we watch the show again anyway it'll have an even new layer of perspective of the time and we will talk we will look back on this moment <laughs> and it'll be a distant memory so yeah yeah same same so I guess I guess that's it that's it for OG scam I know it feels so hard and weird to end and stop talking about it but we should <laughs> we are for the record at 109 remember when I said oh it'll be like 30 minutes to talk about the party <laughs> Remember yeah. when we used to do two episodes per episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a long time ago. All right. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, 
thank you so much for listening. We don't say that enough. Yeah. But we do appreciate it. And we do have genuinely loved talking about Scum. And we'll continue to talk about the remakes because any excuse to talk about Scum, as we've established. Yeah. Any excuse to talk about Scum. That's like my our next t-shirt. <laughs> That would be actually a, a great one. Um, I'm not going to lie. Thank you, Julianne, them. I hope we get some news about your HBO deal yeah. at some point soon. Yeah. I haven't heard an I update. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about it too, but Alex, the guy who has the other podcast, he keeps me updated. He'll be, he'll be like, thinking, thinking about Julianne, them on her HBO deal today. And I'd be like, ooh, me too. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> he is very funny. You should totally follow him. Share us how the end of Scam made you feel. Find us on social media, and sorry we never got a theme song. (laughs) And cut.